Acupuncture. Acupuncture is the original biohack. Binaural beats. Nootropics. Tom, can you even spell nootropics? Supplements. Psychedelics. They told us not to take drugs. Now there's all this research on taking drugs. Science of compounding. Orgasmic meditation. Individual results may vary. <laughs> and a whole bunch of other stuff we find interesting. I don't want to spend 12 grand to shine a red light on my junk. Just a couple of guys talking about somewhat strange health stuff. There's something weird here, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> Irreverent health starts now. What's up, Tom? Hey, man. How you been? Man, I am doing great. This has been a fun week. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. been a mixed week for me, but we're 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 overall positive, yeah, so that's yeah. good. <laughs> what what what's mixed about it? So I, uh, you know, we I, of course when you run a business and you deal with other people, sometimes you have to deal with other people, <laughs> and yes. Uh, yes. you know, especially when they're suffering, especially when they're hurting, you feel bad for them, you right, know, right. and 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 sometimes you take that home with you. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, uh, well, you know, it, listen, you don't you don't get into healthcare if you if you don't want to help people. No, so. no, that's absolutely true. That that is absolutely true. I just uh, I, I think I was talking more about the workplace situation because it is also your place of work. Well, and, yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, I am sorry. I I almost feel bad telling you then that I'm having the exact opposite kind of week. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Well, no, good for you, man. I yeah, shouldn't, no, I shouldn't I, shit on it. Actually, I wanted to bring up, um, so what made this interesting is I got two in-person events this week after, mm-hmm. first in COVID, right? Like haven't done it since. Yeah. And, um, and I was really surprised at how amazing it was to see people just doing their part to both do this event and do it as sanely as possible. Safely as you can, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had masks on. One of the places we had to show a vaccine card or a negative COVID test within 24 hours. Like, I mean, it was basically like very, very put together. You know, I... I oh, just, that's good. Yeah, it felt... It felt different. And I, I, I think it was like gave me kind of hope that basically if we can keep up that level of attention to detail for right now yeah. that we can do this yeah. a little bit more often. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> like, I know yeah. it sounds like a, like a pain in the ass and you know, some people are going to compare it to Nazi Germany, which is like, Hey, did you go home? Mm-hmm. Like, like, fuck you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Don't. but at the same token, yeah, right. you, you know, like it, you remember the first time you flew after nine 11 and your belt had to come off and your shoes had to come off. And oh yeah. Yeah. You, you know, no. you pass through and it was a pain in the ass. Totally. Now, like, you know, it's like we joke about it. Like we joke about horrible airplane food. Yeah. They don't even give no, you goddamn food thing. anymore. Yeah. And they don't even give you food. <laughs> yeah. anymore. Um, so, so yeah. So one of the events that I went to though, um, we got to hear from, the university or Hopkins, Johns Hopkins University uh, psychedelic research department, um, and it was uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm jealous because <laughs> I applied for a healthy, a healthy, healthy study, a healthy person study. So I, you know, in psychedelics back in 2006. And then, uh, you know, to find out that Michael Pollan actually quotes that study in his book, How to Change Your Mind. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, we, we actually talked about uh, Michael Pollan's work mm. with them last night. And, you know, it's funny because um, we also talked about the fact that uh, that um, Tim Ferriss is a major benefactor of the physical major facility. Major uh, not only just here in the U.S., but also over in Europe, um, in mm-hmm. London. In, in, I think it was London. It was their other one, or England somewhere. But yeah, I mean, so there's big names like doing very cool stuff, and I'll tell yeah. you, they presented the data, and I'm I I want to have a conversation with them about getting them on the show, but as well yeah. as allowing me to sort of share some of their data. Um, I think it's all open, but I I think I'd. I guess what I'm asking is see if they can give us the highlight reel because there's so much yeah. density of data in this thing. It's almost overwhelming to to see what they're studying. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. I, I yeah, I think you know the, the when when it's done at a a study and I need to publish to keep going kind of level. 
it's not going to be, uh, you know, a bathroom reader that you pick up and <laughs> put no. down 10 minutes later no. and go, oh, I got that. No, no. And what's even funnier about it is, is not only is it not that at all, um, mm-hmm. but they are they're doing like a, the, the expansion of the scope of their studies is getting real cool because now they're like, well, we started with trauma and PTSD mm-hmm. and depression and anxiety, like the things that were basically like the, I, I think pharmacologically the easiest to deal with, I think. And, and like, yeah. just like, and, but now they're taught, they've got one, um, what was it? Creative professionals. They want to do a study for how it operates on a normal brain like uh, what, yeah. what what's the what's the study way of saying normal brain it's not actually normal brain it's well, a, I, you know i don't normal, know. Like, i think like they a, called it like um within normal limits uh, yeah you know, anyway a, a whatever standard. it is but it's instead of being a sick person to that they're measuring they're saying well we need to measure a, a perfectly not sick person yeah. like something yeah who's i mean just, that, when when they put the i i don't know matt i know you've been in baltimore a while you remember the city paper at yes. the back yeah yeah yeah. hopkins yeah, yeah. would post studies for what they would call healthy individuals yes right right and that's yeah, what this know, would be yeah yeah um but um they are interesting folks who are really really concerned with just getting impeccable data and they're doing psilocybin. A lot of it is psilocybin based mm-hmm. and um, they're using a pure form of psilocybin that is synthesized, but it's, it's, or I'm sorry, it's not synthesized. It's pure psilocybin. There's no exogenous material. So there's no, yeah. and he actually sort of interestingly, and I, I do want to ask him about this, but you know, in cannabis, we hear a lot about the entourage effect, right? We've heard this yeah. a thousand times, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I've looked this up a million times and every, cause every time I hear it, I'm like, well, what's the latest on the entourage effect and yeah. best I can gather and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a hypothesized augmentation of the effect, but the physical data mm-hmm. that I've seen that actually backs up, what are the confounding variables that, that, yeah. that amplify the effect. And if so, even in their constituent parts or even in groups, like how do you quantify the, the degree, yeah. the Delta between like, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, with or right, without, right. like it's extreme. I mean, it's almost feels like you're splitting hairs. So while it might yeah. technically exist, I am dying for somebody to sit me down and be like, Matt, this is exactly, the, <laughs> this is. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you know, you use uh, cannabis as, as an example, and that's, that's a great one because strain to strain, right? It, you know, given a couple of terpenes being present or not, it's the same thing. Now, that level of terpenes guides that effect. The amount of THC, the amount of – so it's not only just what's in it. It's the ratios of it. Well, no, but entourage, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking yeah. about like if you and I sat down and we had AK-47 in flower yeah. form, right? And we know botanically that, you know, it has this much myrcene and this much, you know, mm-hmm, limonene mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. If I wanted to, if I'm a processor and I want to make concentrate out of that, like all of that other shit gets burned out of it in the process. And you're exogenously a- adding back in that ratio of terpenes that ratio, yeah. into there. So it's not, it, it's mimicking it, but it's almost like a carbon copy through like a, yeah, uh, uh, like a pane of glass, like that's been yeah, yeah. dirty. And you know, it's like it's not the same thing, right? I mean, there's there's a real interesting argument. Uh, you know, people talk about this with bufo. Uh, you know, with totally, right, yeah, 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 right. Where, uh, it, you know, certainly you're you're taking an endangered frog out of the Sonoran Desert, and even if you're gentle, and even if you respect it, and you put it back, you're stressing that animal. Yeah, for sure. So we can have a synthesized one that's chemically identical. And people will say, oh, it's not the same, right? Why? Because there's other shit in there. But, right. uh, you know, like, you're still going to trip? Is that what you're after? Because if that's it, then use the synthetic and don't be a horrible human being. Right. Um, yeah. But but we see this with everything, even bee venom therapy, right? So bee venom therapy is crazy. There's 500 compounds in there interesting and you know and what i heard somebody somebody recently just told me they were thinking about doing this and i i prior to that had really never 
Like, I think I'd heard the term before, but like it never really hit my radar. But I was like, this is fascinating. But like, th- you're right. How do you ever replicate? How do you, that? how do you know? How do you know definitively it's, it's this magic compound? And then, you know, certainly bee venom is drastically different from hornets or yellow jackets or anything. So, you, you know, and, and in a lot of cases, people that think they're allergic to honeybees, are allergic to some other stinging insect uh, that's much more aggressive, but like, you're not going to take that chance. You're going to no, carry your sure. EpiPen yeah, regardless, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's insane that, you know, and even in Chinese medicine, we talk about the different parts of the plants having different properties. It's the same freaking plant. Well, so what he was saying, what I found interesting about it yeah. is he was downplaying the entourage effect with psilocybin because he said the dosing is so unbelievably overwhelming by comparison that the, uh, any entourage effect that may or may not exist would be so so you know getting run over by the yugo after you've been smashed by a city bus doesn't yeah, matter right 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 it's like it almost seems <laughs> yeah. like irrelevant at that point and, and that that may be a very valid thing in that case when yeah. it's that when it's that much of a uh, compound so i think it's funny because i don't know what so they're measuring it out in in, in absolute terms because they're using a powdered form of psilocybin. So they could literally be like, here is exactly two grams or 1.8 yeah. grams or 100 grams, like whatever, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do. But essentially, he, he, it was funny because he, he told us a story about um, – he said, we've had people, obviously, because their enrollment is open. Like, anybody can go register to be a participant. In one and of and that's on Hopkins, like, Like, literally, it's study. on their website. Like, you Google you, that, You could yeah. literally go on their website and, and apply. In fact, actually, before the show, I pulled up, because um, I wanted to uh, remind myself to talk about this at some point. Um, but the one that I thought was interesting because he talked about it was Johns Hopkins depression and alcohol use studies seeking research participants. Yeah. But here's what's interesting about that particular study is it is a coexistence of both alcoholism and depression. So it's not a study about alcoholics or people with depression. It's a study specifically for people who are suffering from depression and are also alcoholics. So these dudes are drilling in deep, yeah. like they are going way down the rabbit hole. And it's interesting because when they talk about the outcomes for each of these, it's almost as though one is more ridiculous than the last one. It's like they're making this shit up. Like, it's, yeah, like it, once you start hearing high percentages, like, yeah, no, yeah. nothing's that good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's just remarkable. They had people that were. um he, I think he, I, it was either him or somebody about this program told me a story about a woman who went in there for smoking cessation yeah. and psilocybin is apparently incredibly effective at quitting smoking. Right. And yeah, which I just thought was like a neat little thing. Like, great. I can be super depressed or an alcoholic or both apparently. And if I just take a shit ton of psilocybin, I might actually stop smoking. Like, I mean, it's just like, yeah. oh, cool. But like, that's, I, you say, I say it as a joke, but that's literally what he said happened. He's like, yeah. women, this woman went in there to cure smoking and ended up just floodgates her heart opened up and she lost it like talking about everything that ever had she had and it turns out she had all this trauma she was repressing and all this mm-hmm. crazy craziness and for six hours she just let it all out and yeah and at the end of it he's like she she was remarkably better. Like it wasn't just that I quit smoking, but I also let out this invisible weight I've had hanging around my neck mm-hmm. for 40 years. Like she was in her, she was older to be quitting smoking, but, um, but I can't remember her age, but she had been, this depression was, or this, this trauma was apparently like 30, 40 years ago. Like, and so I'm like, wow, that's, that is amazing. Like, and and it's like you hear that story, and you're like, "Why the fuck is this illegal?" Like, what, what? what? I mean, this isn't isolated either. There's so many stories like this. It's I, crazy. I, I think you know, and this gets back to that. Like, God, I don't want to make this a social thing, but it it kind of is, right? So, if we hear about Timothy Leary and like 
What was was he the nail in the coffin for psychedelics because he was the tune in, turn on, drop out guy? Sure. Uh, and just everybody should be high and and feel it and experience it. While there were plenty of legitimate companies and uh, colleges and universities studying this. Sure. I mean, most of the studies that I'm sure Hopkins is teeing off on come from from decades before everything got banned. And it is funny because he he broke down his his um, talk in a kind of a funny way. He said he used it like human history. Like so he said the the birth and the, or the renaissance, the high the, the golden age of psilocy- of psychedelic research was in like the 20s to the 40s. Mm-hmm. Right. Like and it was just like this amazing time. These compounds were getting really explored and everything was like, you know, roses and everything was great. And mm-hmm. then the the Timothy Learys came after that, and kind of it when it sent it into the Dark Ages, he said. And then yeah, there was, I mean, it scared the shit out of old white men. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then they it were got, like, then, "We run things. Go goodbye." And then in the nineties, I guess there was a renaissance, and now we are in the the postmodern, you know, era of it. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, and I and I think that's Hopkins doing their best to go like, look, we we don't want this to go backwards again because there could seriously be a backlash. You, you know, know, there 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 absolutely could, and and uh, honestly, when we see what's going on with some of the states with with these abortion laws, I mean, it, yeah. it does make you kind of realize that we are capable of going backwards if we try yeah. hard enough. Um, but I think. I think it does get harder. I mean, even in those examples, you know, you see how hard people are fighting back. This isn't 1950s yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know, people aren't just going to be like, oh, okay, so you made that illegal. I guess we'll stop doing that. Like, no, no, no. Now we're in like, you know, Twitter wars and, uh, you know, d- marches on places and demonstrations. No, like, yeah. It gets a and, lot and harder. And you're going to get, that's going to get canceled and we're going to, you know, but it, it's yeah, funny. Right. And, and, and not that I want to get super political here. Um, but Ari Schaefer did one of the best jokes about drugs that I've ever heard. Yeah. What, and he, he, basi- he basically goes, you know, it, you know why conservatives are so afraid of people doing drugs? And he goes, because nobody takes drugs and gets more conservative. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you don't no. see somebody lighting up a joint and going... You know, I don't think women know what they're doing with their uteruses. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's it, it's genius. It's that hysterical. Yeah. And and if you're conservative, it's a fucking joke. Yeah, and right. <laughs> like, 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 you know, it's if like, you're conservative, relax. <laughs> like, yeah, just chill. Yeah. Smoke a joint yeah. and, and, and just calm the fuck down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is really funny. But I mean, you know, I, I look at, I mean, I, you know, dialing it back here to this, though, I feel... I feel like it is – look, you and I have talked about psychedelic research and treatments mm-hmm. and stuff forever, and and obviously we have a ton of friends that are deeply diving into this realm. But so, you know, my my opinion, your opinion is is obviously a little jilted, you know, um, but <laughs> but here's the thing, man. Like when I go to a thing like this, the the two doctors that were putting this on couldn't possibly – be the opposite of all those people we were just talking about, including you and I. Like, I mean, they're they're just they're about results, about yeah. inquiries into why shit is happening, and and how. And it's amazing because they're like they're finding places in the brain they didn't know existed, or or they theorized that they were existed. And you know what? I'm not a I'm not a brain scientist guy, and I can't. He made a joke about colostrum, and I know it sounded like that brain. I'm going to look this up. Um, but it is basically an area that was um, – Is it Chiari? Claustrum. The claustrum. Okay. It, it, it's um, – so it's these two little folds on each lobe of your brain. And what they were doing right when fMRI uh, – I actually learned quite a bit in this thing. I'm not to nerd out on this, uh, but, but he said – when fMRI was invented, they were fMRIing people doing everything, like tapping your finger, breathing, thinking about this, thinking about that. Like they were just trying to map literally what anything is going on. And um, they did it through a subtraction method where they would say, okay, 30 seconds, think about 
a dog crossing the street and then 30 seconds, stop thinking about the dog. 30 seconds, think about this. And they were doing, they were taking the, the off time and subtracting that signal out of on time mm-hmm. and coming up with what the, what, what was happening, what in, was the happening in the brain yeah. during that time. So somebody decided along the way to flip it, find out what's ha- you know, like subtract the signal that is the activity and, and only find out what the uh the the baseline was and that is how they found that this they theorized anyway that this claustrum was in was uh basically the epicenter of the default mode network where mm. you, you because it was the only thing that would consistently light up when you weren't doing anything <laughs> so, yeah and that's and that's after you see the frontal cortex shut down and all that right yeah so he, yeah exactly all these things cascade as they should and then all of a sudden you're left yeah. with a little lighten up of the claustrum well as it turns out that psilocybin completely shuts that down. And so, (laughs) yeah. So basically your default mode network is completely, I don't want to say it's offline, but it's, it's certainly on a way different line, you know, like, and it, it, you know, and um, again, I'm not deep on the science part of this, but it was a fascinating, uh, you know, sort of quick view on it. And, um, and like they're they're literally mapping new areas of the brain with this shit, like because yeah. you know, like it's crazy that that they are able to do this, and this makes me so fascinated or so happy to be interested in this stuff in this particular point in time, because man, I, like this is just what I found out like literally in the last twenty four hours, which was mountains more than you know maybe a month ago when i last did a bunch of research on what was here and this and that and then like before that it's just coming out at such crazy speed i love it i it's so much fun to play with um but uh they're also doing another one by the way that you might find interesting because i know we're going to talk about this at some point but it's a breath work version um and how does breath work uh like help with you know ptsd and anxiety depression stuff like that but um but yeah it's pretty there so it's not just all like psilocybin you know whatnot you know i I mean at the end of the day it's it's in a lot of cases when we're talking about consciousness (laughs) that's like is that the ultimate question for for humanity what is it where does it live how does it work sure how do we make it better you know all that stuff yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, the idea, though, I mean, look, let's fast forward a couple minutes in time here. Can you imagine walking into CVS or or a dispensary or wherever the fuck it is you're going to buy this stuff and be like, uh, I'm going to need a hero dose of psilocybin. I'm going to need two uh, hits of LSD. <laughs> if we can get that in, you know, microdosed out, please, for me, that would be even better. You know? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, you know, and then, you know, when it comes to mushrooms, there's, you know, two, there's a couple hundred different mushrooms that that you can, you know, nosh on and they're all they're all different and just like cannabis there's families of mushrooms that are better for this and better for that Mm -hmm. and it's just like how deep is this rabbit hole and the the answer is infinite (laughs) yeah yeah i gotta say it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy to think about you know like in high school when oh my god so-and-so had a joint where'd they get that yeah right you know it's, it's like Oh, you just roll up over there and yeah. go inside. <laughs> like, I what mean, do you what do you want? There like, are five uh, dispensaries <laughs> within a ten mile radius of my house. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and it's crazy. Not only do I have the choice of what what cannabis to consume, but I also can tell you what kind of vibe I want to buy it in. Like, you know, yeah, like, it's yeah. Like, so and I mean, and you how you want to consume it too, oh, right? Yeah, man, you know, awesome. I mean, like, God, we've got salted caramels oh, now right, at right. the at the dispensary, and I'm like. Yeah, I'll have those. You know what's uh, the really problem funny? is they taste so damn good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what's really funny is I haven't had the I have not had the balls to try one of these on yet. But my, one of my uh, it, 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 we have a brand called Betty's Eddies. And, oh, they're uh, great, dude! Sh- they have like a fifty. Gr- mil- uh, oh no, I won't take the fifty milligram one. Oh, <laughs> dude! I was like, what kind? 
of irrational human being takes a 50 to the head. So you not, are you planning on taking a weekend off? Yeah. I mean, I mean like, like, what do you think? Yeah. So I, I just actually asked the, the very nice, lovely young lady behind the counter. I said, you know, how many people take this whole thing down? She goes, I cut mine into fourth. So I don't definitely not. Well, I, you know, <laughs> I, I talked to a woman that's like, sometimes I need two of those. No, fuck it. No way. And no, no, she so, was, she was a bud tender. And I'm like the regular Betty's Eddie's I cut in half. Oh yeah. And I think they're coming in at like 25. Well, oh yeah. No man. And, I and, mean, and like, I'm like 50. 50. That yeah. bag has, <laughs> there's right. five of them in there. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. You, and you're going to kill somebody. <laughs> and, you know, and it's funny because you know what he said? He goes, there is no known overdose for THC, psilocybin or LSD. So look, look, that and, doesn't mean you go looking for it. No, no. But, but, <laughs> but I'm, so I guess on one side, I'm, I'm pretty happy to know that there is yeah. no way I'm going to die from that. However, I pretty much would almost rather die than imagine what would happen to me on like a hundred grams of LSD. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> considering uh, when a hit I, of acid that, is about a hundred. What mics. happened with Albert Hoffman? Didn't he have some blow into his face and the, took a bike ride home? And that's why we have Bicycle Day and all this crazy. Oh my like, god! Didn't, wasn't I, it an unmeasured dose? I, don't, and I mean, that's I, in micro uh, micro units. Well, yeah, the uh, a hit of acid is something like a hundred mics. Like so, like yeah, you, you know, like so, you know, that means that yeah, a hundred grams. Jesus, well, that would be, whew, yeah, you'd be <laughs> dripping face. Be, I yeah, just, there's no. I'll way. see you next year, man. I mean, how many hours does that shit take to come to a conclusion? I, who I knows? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, does your body get used used to it, metabolize it better? I'm, like, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just wondering. You take somebody off the street, though, who's never done it, and you, you just gave them a gram of LSD. Like, forget about the crazy. Like, let's be realistic. Like, give them a gram, which is what ten? No, a hundred. No, that's yeah, yeah, a hundred hits of acid, right? Which is like, by all measures, man, like an insanity amount of acid, like. Maybe that's an even bad example. Well, I, you know, even if you gave a normal person four hits acid, you know, when when I was in college, we had the window panes, you know, it was like four, four tabs and you had the little cross down the middle and like, you know, that was four hits. And I, I never really had it in me to try that even. So like mm. doing, doing anything more. I mean, I can't even get up to four. Don't be crazy. I, you know, I, I, there's a story that uh, somebody told me about Ram Dass. Okay. Who actually is one of the people that was a contemporary of uh, Oh yeah, yeah, all <clears throat> Leary, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Uh, and him and Andrew Weil, Andrew Weil, maybe, and he's that that new age, yeah, yeah, you know, no, I love guru, uh, yeah. doctor guru. But he's he's Andrew Weil is is probably the reason Leary got thrown out of school, oh, you really? know, out of his out of his teaching position because uh, Andrew uh, narked on him. Oh, Leary bummer. was not supposed to give LSD to undergrads. Oh. Um, and, well, and knowing Leary's public statements, he thought everybody should be tripping. Oh uh, yeah. So. Everybody should be tripping, right? Like everybody should be tripping. And, and actually, you know, what's funny. I, I, I don't mean that what, because even when I, and, and here's something funny and, and yeah. I didn't put this together until recently, but when I was a younger lad and doing, um, doing this stuff recreationally, like I was not, uh, the typical person doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Unbeknownst to me, I was actually on a fairly well-disciplined journey. Like it wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I mean, my roommate, um, you know, and I were one time we were, we were, you know, for like a spring fling or something, we were on a hit of acid and, and he's just like blah, running around, like doing his thing. I remember that day, literally going to my, by myself to the art school, like, probably peaking and it was open all the time and I was in the art school and I would just go there and I was looking at other people's like sculptures. Um, and we, we did figure sculpture and you had these armatures with clay that you built a body onto, you know, mm -hmm. the, the armature and people would leave them there covered in plastic and sprayed down with water. So you can come back the next day and kind of finish. Keep working. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just looking at it and looking at the talent, some of these kids that I was going to school with had, and just like really like having a chance to soak that in and realize 
in a weird way, I think I was almost looking at what I was up against in the world. Like I was, oh, I, I gotcha. and I had such a connection to this process that every time I would do that, I'd end up at the art school. And it was such a vivid part of my college experience and my memory that I don't really, I, I've actually never told this story to anybody. Actually, you, this, wow. this is the first I'm time. I'm honored. Yeah. I mean, but you know what? The reason that I didn't tell anyone, because it wasn't really about anybody else. It was about me, right? Like, yeah. And, and unbeknownst to me, like, I didn't know that they, like, when you go to Hopkins and you have a six hour psilocybin session, you've got a mask on, like an eye patch. You can't see yeah. anything. You're laying down on a couch with as many or as little blankets as you want. You have a guide with you that's proctoring the experience. Like, it's a very guided experience and you get right to your heart of your problem. Now, if you don't have a guide, you have two options. You have my roommate's version of this story where he was just like off bouncing off of walls and just doing his, you know, being mm -hmm. goofy and being in college. Or you have mine where I did that for a little bit. And then I went and found some alone time to really internalize the experience and and do something with it the next day. Like, you know, yeah. and I remember waking <clears throat> up the next day all the time being like, almost like acutely aware of what you just witnessed. And you're like, I need to, and I didn't integrate it like we do now. Like when you say integrating the experience, you know, you're meeting with a psychologist or something or a shaman or a whoever the mm -hmm. next day to kind of integrate the experience. That is different than what I'm talking about. But I was doing the same thing. Like I was, yeah. I was sort of just acknowledging it happened kind of forming an, a, a day after opinion, like the morning after opinion and being like, we need to file this away in a cabinet that I can get to later. Um, but now I have a new tool in my toolbox, right? Like it's, it's like yeah, a new yeah. and, and honestly, like knowing what I know now. And, and I think one of the reasons I'm so interested in this field is that I, I don't, I always blamed it on being in art school or whatever, but Honestly, I just, I look at the world differently enough from most people around me that I'm like, I feel like it might've been all that, all of that kind of stuff at a time where my brain was still sort of forming, right? Like, and it was, and maybe it's all fucking woo woo and I'm yeah, like full well, of shit. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I, you know, but, but like that, that experience in in some kind of uh you know jungian collective consciousness I, <laughs> so many people are reporting a similar experience right and and like that that integration that 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 you know and it's funny you mentioned is it a shaman is it is it a psychologist is it you know i almost feel like that's that's something that that is is worth talking about too like why are you doing this and who are you doing this with and the intention behind it right Oh yeah. Um, but, well, but that, set, that setting and intention, right? Like that. I yeah. Mean, those are the, that's the magic, the Holy Trinity of, uh, of psychedelics, yeah. right? It, yeah. But the, but the after kind of gives you the, the, the takeaways, right? Oh, I got to sit there and think about that. Yeah. Hell yeah, you do. Yeah. Hell I mean, yeah, even, even, even float centers have a room that you can go in and chill out for after, after you got out of the float to go like, wow, what happened there? So it's, it's funny because I, I, I mean, you, you know, I'm pretty fascinated by the, by the, uh, neurological effects of float yeah. tanking. Like I find that to be super, super interesting that, that, that really turns our brain into all different kinds of ways. But you, yeah. in, in no uncertain terms, if you're doing float tank, right, you should feel like you're on acid. Like that is a thing. Like, I mean, you, I mean. Oh, I, well, then now I, now I have a point of reference because I've never done acids. So. Yeah. I mean, because when I'm in a, I, I mean, look, when you're, when you're in a float tank and you are that you're sensory deprived and you, and if you could lean into that. Yeah. That empty, that void yet everything and it, you know like the, you know what feeling i'm talking about where you're just yeah like, yeah oh absolutely you're gone you're not there you're not there and that is to me one of the coolest parts about psychedelics is they that's how i feel personally and i know people that definitely feel i mean look i mean for as many people as there are who have done this there's that many opinions of what it's like to do that right and so yeah. so I, I i can't say that this is for everybody but for me and I think a lot, you know what, now that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put a flag in the sand on this one. Actually, I think everybody like you, me, everybody are, are hard limits in our, our 
I think humans are intrinsically soft limit people that become hard limit people based on reasons, right? And, you know, a long time ago, your hard limit was we don't go past that tree line because there's another tribe over there. Something's going to eat you, yeah. yeah, Right, or there's an animal over there. Like, But as our hard lines, as those things got different, our hard lines are different. And a lot of people's hard lines are dumb shit that their parents told them and dumb shit that their parents Uh, told them. Conditioning. Conditioning, Yeah. yeah, right. And when I'm in that space between spaces and everything's just sort of, it's all there, but nothing's there. Mm-hmm. all of those hard edges are gone. So you get to yeah. actually explore, for me anyway, it, an actual perception of an event or a truth that has nothing to do with those hard boundaries. And along with the hard boundaries that go away, the hard edges of the of thinking about those things go away, yeah. right? Like, you know, and so you get a chance to really peel that shit apart. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and well, you know, taking the biases off off what you're observing, you know, a hundred percent. And so when, so when I hear guys talk like the Hopkins guys, they're saying the same things that I'm saying, and they're they're putting and I and I used this exact phrase last night with them. I said, it is so awesome for you guys to be able to give vocabulary to an intangible thought I've had in my head for 30 years, Mm -hmm. you you know, and, and it's awesome that their study is doing that. And it's, it's giving people a way of describing something that was indescribable previously and using tools that make that description much more vivid. (laughs) I mean, come on, you know, um, uh, nothing is not in hypercolor for me when I'm in, in those experiences. And I don't mean like visuals, actually. I'm not a visual. I'd love mm-hmm. to somebody to talk to me about the genetics of, of tripping. Psychedelics, because, yeah. Because I'm not one of those guys. I don't see like colors on the wall and, you know, like the sky doesn't turn orange or rainbows or, you know, like I, I – None of that happens. Like you for, don't get the whole uh, the Huxley's doors no, of perception. No, 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 no. no. I, I stared you know, at a rose and you know looked at a chair. And, no, no, no. I don't. Maybe I just didn't take enough. I don't know. I just. But <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I mean, it wasn't. Uh, I don't. I you, you know, and I know you haven't done LSD, but like, I mean, I kind of was hoping for it. I guess is the right way to say that. Like, I was kind of hoping yeah. that that's what it would be like. Now, as it turns out what it was, was a hundred percent better than that. Like, even though I didn't see rainbows, I, I, yeah. I mean, I remember the first time doing it going, this is like re- truly unique, <laughs> you know? And, and it wasn't one of those things that you want to do. Like, Hey, if you get drunk on a Tuesday, you know, in college and you're like, Oh, that was fun. It's Wednesday. I feel like, okay, I could probably do that again, <laughs> you know? And Thursday, like I, yeah, I never had that vibe with any of this stuff. Like, I don't get off of an acid trip and be like, "Yeah, you know what I want to do today? Yeah, we do should jump again. back in. Yeah, we <laughs> should just, yeah, yeah. It's happy hour in eight hours. Yeah. We're going to hit that one, too. But for me, it was like, I mean, weeks or months would go by before I'd want to do it again. Like, it wasn't well, like Well, you know, and, and that's when they're talking therapeutically. <clears throat> right. A lot of times we're talking about single dose or a short course, and people are Nope, that's it. I'm changed. Dude, most of that that smoking one, that woman was in for one six hour session. That's it. Yeah. It, and it's funny, I, I I was talking to somebody after the event and I said, you know, it's funny when you think of studies, right? Like a formal medical study, you think, yeah, you know, what do you think? You think months, you think years, maybe months, right? Yeah. Right? It never it was just so weird to see that that the treatment, the therapy window was six hours stop that was it yeah <laughs> like, just, there's nothing more and the study though was for like a year it just the the you're studying the effects of that six hours yeah. for a long 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 time after well and you know what's kind of funny when we talk about things like chantex and i heard that got recently pulled chantex the by the way he used on his graph specifically mm-hmm. the chantex was the highest efficacy of any of the other ones and that went from placebo to verbal therapy, like, you know, hypnosis, I think is what fell into that, but it was- Did they, did they put acupuncture on that? They did not put acupuncture ah. on that. Uh, but here's the thing, psilocybin was over double the efficacy of yeah. Chantix, which was head and shoulders above all the other ones. So And the- Chantix is a weird one, man. You gotta be on that for a while. 
you're probably going to have like oh. some crazy ass dreams. No, no. And, it, <laughs> you, and you have sleeping problems for yeah. a long time. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. People were all messed up on that stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, the, um, but it was crazy. It was, I mean, dude, you know, when you see a bar graph and like six things are all like within like a, a data point away from each other. And then all of a sudden it's like double. <laughs> You're like, what? yeah, what the, you know, that's I, an anomaly. That is definitely interesting. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It makes me, uh, it doesn't not make me want to sign up to be a, uh, participant. Yeah. In this. A test subject. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's fascinating to see, and and you're right. I mean, the the if if we look at addiction as a whole, you know, uh, most uh, mental health care practitioners will say, oh, that's self medication in a way, right? Right. And and then if if psychedelics is and and in this case, just the psilocybin is the thing that unravels that issue for people. Of course, it's going to work. Of course, it's going to work across the board for multiple compounds. Sure. You know, if if you get to the heart of why you are the way you are, how can it not knock multiple things out? I mean, hell, they could probably throw a smoking alcoholic who's depressed and anxious in yeah. that study, and they'll come out and, hey, I uh, don't need to smoke. I don't need to drink. And uh, life's not that bad. Yeah. And I think, you, <laughs> you know, know, and it's funny, it, they take a very, you know, when you look at this stuff through the multiple studies that they do, the first question I had was, well, how do you tell the difference between an alcoholic and, and a depressed anorexic? Like, you, you know, like that. Yeah. It, because the anorexia is another thing, by the way, that it was remarkably helpful at, at, at helping. And, and he's like, well, you don't, you, you there is no, yeah. there is no difference. You know, the, the, the receptors in your brain that bring that on board are not are different same, yeah. for depression versus alcoholism versus whatever. Like it's the same, they're all the same thing. The intention is what changes, but the yeah. intention is just sort of like the starting point. And I think this, I guess the scaffold almost for, for the experience. But if you, if you take that woman who was trying to quit smoking and then basically unleash this entire like physical trauma from her childhood. Like, yeah. Yeah look like that intention clearly was shifting during the course of that experience. Right. And yeah. like, so, you know, it, it makes me kind of think right away, well, intention might be a really good space to start, but it should be kind of considered malleable, I guess, in the sense that like, well, what if I don't want to, all right, well, what if we kick smoking out of bed day in five minutes? Like, we still got five hours left on this little joy. Ride. Yeah, I'm, still, well, I'm still on this yeah, ride. Like, yeah, like, let's, uh, <laughs> let's take care of a couple other things while we're yeah. here. But he was very careful, and I think this is where he was He was right, and and I think that we, we should probably nod our heads to this as well. When people die of doing hallucinogens, it's usually because they're doing something stupid, not taking too much of the compound or yeah or they 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 decide that they can uh go close to a window Correct. Or, right, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. and they don't have a sitter yeah basically. and they don't have a sitter right so you know what i also like about the hopkins experience is that it is heavily proctored you are yeah. heavily vetted ahead of time it is very well prepared for your set and setting your setting is immaculate, obviously, because it's clinical and they and it looks like a bedroom, you know, there's yeah. artwork on the walls and you know, it's there's a and nice that, and that goes back to the early fifties and sixties research. Of course. Same thing. If it's, if, like if, a, it's, if it's a hospital room, no one has a good time. No, nobody. Nobody has a good time. But not only that, but you got a trained, you know, Sherpa, if you will, to take you through that experience. Yeah. And he was he, he I think I forget exactly words he used, but it was basically like it, it's so hard to have a bad experience in this environment that like it doesn't happen. Like it's not, it's not a common thing because your mindset ahead of time, like I said, you're vetted, you're prepped. There's yeah. a lot of like a, you know, forward work. Yeah. You know, and, and I think we talked about this last time when we were talking about psychedelics maps, one of their, one of their research projects, one of the cornerstones of what they started doing was setting up tents at music festivals. Oh, oh right. So right, if right, your right, buddy's right, having right. a bad trip, you take them over there, 
and they can counsel and turn that into a good trip because you know there's those that argue that even the bad trips are showing you something you don't want to look at well the bad but tri- it, yeah. it's it it's it it's a positive thing but once again if you're just going out there with the intention of hey I'm going to get fucked up and dance to some music and you have a deep seated trauma uh, there's there's a chance that that's going to come and tap you on the shoulder in the middle of a <laughs> right, you know yeah. a rave <laughs> yeah and that that you know I listen I, I think my I, I I consider myself fortunate when I hear stories like this because yeah I didn't have any notable childhood trauma that that's holding yeah. me back in the world or whatnot and I you know when you hear some of these horrible stories um it does make you feel you know appreciative and uh, uh grateful for the the circumstance i have i'm currently yeah. in, in my life but that doesn't but and maybe that's why my experiences were were all really positive i don't i don't know but but like yeah i you know who knows but but you're but you're right if you had something you know happen you know and you're you know at a fish show or a rave or whatever it is you're doing these days um and yet you, you'd kind of get confronted with something you don't really want to talk about right this second. Like that could be a little, uh, dissonant, you know? So, yeah. but, uh, but so, so yeah, I don't, I don't know what, to, I, I know we weren't even supposed to talk about that today, but it sort of, uh, just took well, on a you life know, of Listen, we'll call it, we'll call it psychedelics yeah, part two. Yeah. We'll and, just uh, uh, <laughs> go into, go into that instead. But, um, but it, so what we were here to talk about, um, I'd like, maybe we just talk about it another time, but, but basically I I think how we can turn that into today is there's a lot of data out there, right? And a lot of that data gets regurgitated Mm -hmm. from, from source to source, right? Yeah. A a, a big echo chamber on the giant internet echo chamber. Right. Um, and it's trending, you know, it, if somebody's talking about it, then the next guy talks, Uh, you know, like I, I, I was looking at ice, ice baths. And the next thing I know, I see Ben Greenfield in one, and then I see everybody that follows Ben Greenfield in one. Oh, and yeah, then, totally. but, oh, um, the Bulletproof Conference. Yeah. Oh, guess who's there? You know, yeah, oh, right. oh, you're doing ice baths. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. You yeah. know, oh, okay, great, great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, but, any of you guys buying one? No. No, no, we're just talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know what? That's, that's the thing though. Like where I was going with this is like that echo chamber has like two, it's like, there's two sides of that coin, right? On the one side, who the actual fuck would know about ice baths if it weren't for that group of people kind of spinning it up and that thing taking life. Right. And now everyone's buying ice baths. Like you said, like these, these little home ice baths. Hey, listen, I've, I've priced out the one I want. Yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, and you know, and look, I, down in my basement, I got an infrared sauna. What, yeah. what the f- how do you think I got that? It I got, I got one right there, man. It certainly wasn't because I was sitting around going, I wonder if there's a infrared sauna. Like, no, I heard about it on a thing in an echo chamber. And then when you do it, yeah. Interset internet search, you've got what ten thousand results of people talking about infrared saunas and like yeah. And where where I was going with that is like in the and there's no there by the way there's absolutely no shortage of it in the psychedelic research camp yeah. and the you know the ayahuasca journeys in South America or Central America or Iboga on the Ivory Coast or like yeah. you know Sonoran Desert you get DMO or DMT or five no that D, it, Sonoran is the five MAO right MEO DMT yeah MEO yeah. D, DMT yeah so you know these places on the planet are literally propping up tourism trades around this shit like yeah. I mean it's like you know and so you kind of look at it you're like well look is it helpful to humanity? Super. Is it helpful at an individual level times a million? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. It's fantastic. Is it at safe? Fucking absolutely couldn't possibly imagine a safer compound on earth. Uh, yeah. Is it cheap? Fuck yeah. Super cheap. <laughs> like absolutely cheap. Um, and can you get really good information and, 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 you know, measurably change your life literally in one session? Yes. Yeah. And guess what? Five years ago, I'd never heard of any of this except for some anecdotal stories of my experience in college, which by the way, I diminished because I Mm -hmm. chalked it up to being a dumb, dumbass college kid. 
You know, like it wasn't until I started realizing the process behind this and hearing it 500 times on the internet that yeah. I was like, oh, let me start looking into this. And then guess what? I look into it and I'm like, well, shit, that's how I've been feeling about that's, this that's for 20 years. Yeah. And now I'm like, fuck, that's what happened. And now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense. Like, you have any idea how like liberating that is to be like, oh, that's great. It, was, it wasn't all in my head. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. well, technically it was all in it your head. It is all but not. in my head, but in a, better, <laughs> in a much better way, right? You know, you're like, it's, um, and I just think like as for a super nerd like myself, like sometimes mm -hmm. it takes that internet, you know, vac or, uh, you know, vortex, that megaphone to, to sort of turn people on to weird shit that they wouldn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, for me, it's a double-edged sword, right? right? You know, I, I think there's a certain, uh, look at me, I'm doing this. Sure. And it's like, well, you know, you, you can just do it, you know, like it, it's like, uh, somebody posted a, a, a Zen Cohen, you know, if you work out, don't take a selfie. Did yeah. you even work out? Yeah. You know, you know, it's yeah. like, it's yeah. like, it's like, okay, that's great. You did the thing. That's, that's great. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's, that's hilarious. It's like when, when I did the combo and I'm like pulling my shirt down, like, check out the scars. Yeah. Check out check the, sc out the I scars. I did the thing. Yeah, I did it. I you know, it's it. like, oh, okay. God damn it. I'm an asshole too. Yeah. Well, these stupid, <laughs> like, yeah, these aura rings that we all run around wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm that's, like, oh, that's, look, I'm like, my, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. My Illuminati ring here. <laughs> like, you know, just, you know, I, I it's like almost, ring. yeah, it's almost a password into the secret club. You're like, no, look, you just hold them up your hand. You're like, look, I got an aura ring. I'm good. I wonder at any of those bio hacking conventions it's like like i would just walk around with a clipboard just, yeah oh, just, they, they got oh, oh they got all 10 yeah bingo yeah. <laughs> he's wearing an apollo bracelet with a yeah uh, <laughs> with, a, with an aura ring yeah, yeah. no absolutely I, it's uh, and, you know, is he drinking bulletproof coffee yes yeah the biohacker uh, <laughs> conference was last week in florida it was and, last yeah, week and um and how many aura rings do you think showed up I, 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 all of them, all of them, like, they, they, yeah. they, 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 they're magnetized. Yeah. You get drawn to the yeah. episode. They get drawn to the, to the flame. I, yeah. I was wondering because he's posting a lot of questionable material when it comes to COVID. Oh, I'm right. wondering at like, you know, at, at, and, and this is not an attack at him, but I'm wondering how many people might actually contract COVID there. Now, you know, the crowd that he, yeah, well, but the crowd that he attracts is also younger, healthier. They're more likely going to survive, but like, sure. is there, is there culpability? Could he be sued if somebody goes to him? Cause he's saying a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, you know? I, you know, I feel like the longer we go through this, the more bizarre some of these things get, you know, you got Joe oh, Rogan yeah. taking, uh, uh, that I be I the uh, the I well, you yeah. know and and all ivermectin and all yeah, that ivermectin stuff he did that it. under he did that under a doctor's uh, he wasn't he didn't go to the tax store and pick it up and just yeah, but oh, I'm like, about it oh, so he yeah. did it with he did it medically supervised it's still but he's also yeah. like he's also look at look at his workout routine look at his diet look at all so yes he he probably would have survived without any of that shit oh no for sure well no I yeah, I don't you know but but when it. when you're out there screaming it. And you've got an obese aunt, right? 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 right. <laughs> uh, like, uh, like it does. It. Uh, I can't get her to drop eighty pounds and get back into shape in in before COVID hits her. No. no. So it's 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 socially irresponsible. Uh, well, this, no, well, that, it's, yeah. I see what you're saying. No, I mean, I, yeah, you know. And and I think that if you were, you know, if I want to play devil's advocate for two seconds, and I'm I'm their their uh, PR company, I might say something like, "Well, you know, we we are." specifically targeting not your aunt so when we're yelling yeah, yeah. really loud we're, we're not talking to her clearly like we are talking yeah. to yeah and I, I believe me she's not going to be watching the that kind of stuff anyway year you know? old triathlete who's on like you know uh yeah you know, nitric acid uh nitric oxide nitric uh, oxide like, yeah uh, pills and uh you know pumping in with uh the human it's, it's always funny <laughs> like, you, you know. see those you see the 20 year olds it's like dude what are you doing yeah you don't yeah, need that totally you should go drink a fifth of vodka and wake up tomorrow and not have a hangover. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like, exactly, like, fuck yeah, you. <laughs> like, save it for us old people. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's you know, I think that that's what they'd say is like, you know, look at we're 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 gathering here to talk about this. You came here to find out, you know. And that's that's yeah, what that's, it is. It is what yeah. it is. And and these are my thoughts on it. I mean, you know, I I don't 
agree with everything I hear on every podcast. No. But, but if, unfortunately, and I think I saw this a little last night too, in the Q&A section, you know, people are asking, and this drives me crazy about any lecture or anything that I've ever, presentation I've ever been to, when like somebody pours like their research and their passion into like a, you know, half hour, 45 minute presentation, they open it up mm -hmm. to Q&A and some asshole gets up and they're like, I'm going to ask you one specific question about my life and I'm going to not care that what you're talking about is thematic and summary. It, it summarizes research and yeah. kind of gives you a direction. It's, you know, it's directional and she or he is asking about like something in their exact personal life that's specific to them. It's not broad at all. And like, you just see the look of defeat on the speaker's face when they're like, this idiot didn't hear a fucking word I just said. <laughs> like, they're just like, they came here to get this magic bullet that, that like, you know, this like, you know, oh, do this one thing and your life is going to be, your you know, yeah. money's going to fall from the sky and you're going to lose a hundred pounds and, you know, be less of a douche. But, but that's, you know, I think I almost feel like that's a human condition, right? We all want that panacea. No, we all I, want I that, it. Yeah, no, that I mean, thing. What is that one thing that's going to make my hair grow back, make me taller, make me better looking? Give, right, put a thousand dollars every hour in my bank account. You know, it's but like those, <laughs> but those are the people that I'd say like, there's a lot of those people in this little universe we're talking about. And yeah. so when they go all in on a guru online, you know, they're going all in because their confirmation bias for that information is through the fucking roof. And they are just like, Oh God, I gotta like, say, <laughs> I was in love with it for a while. And I'm like, you know, you made a lot of claims there yeah. and I went and searched for it. And none of them. And exist. I, I, I found a loose thing. Yeah. I think you're talking about. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, and and so like I think that that's that that you know is what makes it so exciting when you see something like the Hopkins guy that or the Maps guys. Like these things are not that. It's like the antithesis of that. Like they yeah. are just like diving in. It's nothing is even put down unless it's empirically provable. Yeah. Like it's you know and. You know, that that's data that you read and you're like, this isn't some internet numbnuts like, you know, who's, you know, playing that game of telephone, you know, like where it's yeah. like you go down the, this isn't <laughs> go down the, down the row and, and all of a sudden, you know, you know, the started, subreddit, uh, that's not how drugs work. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, dude, like how many, you know, I look, I love, I love Reddit, but like, you know, you can't just rely on that as your, your only source of information. No, it's that they're not all PhDs posting. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I'm sure there's a few PhDs out there, but, uh, but they're at least, probably just sitting back going, Oh my God, did they it, just it, actually type yeah. that? Well, at least the Reddits that I'm on, I think they might be the uh, ones that may have lost their employment kind of PhD. Uh, yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> you know, like wacko, like fringe out there people. So, well, listen, even though this wasn't what we wanted to talk about at all today, hey, man, I think it was it's fun. hilarious. I think it was fun. Um, you, uh, you getting into anything new this week? Yeah. So, man, Sunday will officially be my thousandth day in a row oh, meditating. Good for you, man. That's amazing. So, I, I came up 198 today. Or 197 today, uh, so I'm I'm very excited. Nice, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I've decided that the streak on my muse is is my worst enemy. Like the streak, it, it was mine for a long time. Yeah, and and now it's like, what do you do when you hit a thousand? I guess I keep going. I just, I, I keep I, going, you know, like, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I tried to look at the bright side and and I love that you just said that because like I actually want to be you when I grow up in this regard because I. I don't know what it is, but like, I really want to make this like definitely like a daily thing. And I would say what I got down on myself about was not having that streak, which I tell you, it's like my worst enemy, but man, you look at it and you're like, you know, years ago I didn't meditate at all. And now this year I'm probably like above 85% of the days yeah. that I did. So the streaks aren't there, but well, like, you know, I'm they still also doing tell you, look, you've done 500 sessions, you've done 600 no, sessions. No, no, absolutely. And I think you've done, that, you know. I, I, and so I'm I'm taking that mi minor, minor win now until I can, a thousand is amazing. Like, I can't even like imagine what that must be like. That's a, awesome. Yeah, you know what? The only change I've noticed is if I screw with the schedule. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to do it when I get home. I feel off the rest of the day. Oh, That's the only real big change 
And uh, like, certainly I'm not levitating. Yeah, yeah. I can't glow. Yeah, yeah, you're not. You know, <laughs> you I'm can't ascending dip. into the heavens on a cloud. Can uh, you dip yourself in like an ice bath and then like evaporate the steam off of your body I, through my? Listen, man. <laughs> if we can find somebody that can teach us that, yeah. Um, tulmo is what it's called in Tibetan. Oh, really? Uh, like yeah, that, you know. So yeah, the, that that inter- in generating the internal heat and 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 some people theorize that Wim Hof is partially doing some of that. Um, but it's this weird thing where you picture a demon heating a, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a, 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 a cauldron and, you know, but, uh, it, it's it, like talking about mind stuff. It's, that's where that all is too, man. Oh yeah. It's kind of wow. crazy. Cool. Well, I, uh, I think I'm my, my homework between now and the next show is to just process what the hell just, I just saw last night at this psychedelic thing. I, I gotta be honest with you. It, it hit me in a real good way. And I'm already like yeah. a few hundred pages in on the, uh, info webs on, uh, on a lot of weird rabbit holes, but I, I think this is, uh, <laughs> I think this has definitely got me, uh, got my juices flowing again. So you need an integration session. I, I do, almost the, do for the right? presentation. Like, yeah, I almost do. <laughs> well, l- l- I haven't felt this charged up about it in a long time, and and um, I think I think that's exciting. But it does tell me that, like you know, talking to people face to face, face to face, there's an energy there that is irreplaceable. You're talking about like taking out the entourage effect. Like, yeah, Zoom is like getting like synthesized THC. Like with nothing else. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's like, all right, well, it's, it's you okay. get high, you but, high, but, <laughs> but it's not like, you know, um, it's not really a, a, a fun atmosphere. No, it's not the same at all. And like, I, like I took my first like bong hit of reality last night and it was just fucking <laughs> amazing. You know, you're like, I just feel better. Like ever, everything is better, you know? And you know, so uh, that, that's what I'm going to be integrating for several days. So any, any previous homework assignments I had given myself, those are going to, I gotcha. Those are going to pause for a minute. So, but, uh, well, man, as always, thanks for man, having me. This man. is great. Yeah, man. I, uh, I hope you have a good week. You too, man. I'll talk you to too. you soon. All right. Take care. Be subversive, irreverent. Health is wealth, but you knew that. Everybody knows that. But so was following us on social media at Irreverent Health. And check out our website for more exclusive content at irreverenthealth.com. Oh, I like this. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Irreverent Health.